Are you sitting comfortably? Good. Then we'll begin. We shall be as a city upon a hill. The eyes of all people are upon us. They can tell us we're crazy, and we can say, well, you haven't seen anything yet. Our society is complex, and we teach our students that they could just fix it. Go fix a military helicopter and see how far you get with that. Guys and gals, welcome to the Kind of Crazy Podcast. I'm Ryan Collins. This is my podcast, and this is uh, coming to you live in hopefully full 4K, 1080p, HD, whatever you want to call it. And this will be like a quick podcast because there's no one here to talk to me. I did try. I really, really tried. Um, but I really, really tried. I kind of asked Maeve, and I was like, hey, Maeve, um, would you be around tomorrow maybe to do a podcast with me? And she said, um, in the most loving way, no. So here I am by myself. And I, I wanted to get this out there because I didn't get one out last week. And to those of you that it means something to, because it means something to me, you know, like I want to have something out every week. If I'm doing something, if I'm be it like going to the gym or trying something new, the one thing I try to do is not to miss two of those like sessions or whatever it is in a row. Right. So I didn't want to miss two of these in a row, which is why I'm here sitting in front of you doing this. Uh, I didn't want to miss two podcasts in a row. And what happened last week was very unfortunate right so i was i was talking to this guy josh terry who is a big tiktok personality right i came across his videos he talks about the economy he talks about self-development improvement mindset um really really good stuff like financial literacy all that kind of stuff and when i talked to him it was over zoom and i've never used zoom before i may be a gentile right but 2020 hasn't brought me down to that low standard so I was messaging him anyway and we set up a date. We called last Monday at 10 p.m. And I was like, Grant, I'll have this. I'll edit it and I'll be able to like get it out. It's a video as well. So it was something I really wanted to, to do for the first time. And it just didn't happen. So we had a great, great conversation. Don't get me wrong. I really learned a lot from him. And he's just such a smart guy. Hopefully, we'll be able to reschedule for January uh, at some point. But yeah we had a great conversation, like really, really good stuff. It wasn't my best like podcast game wise, but like the knowledge he has is insane. And anyway, it just didn't come to fruition, right? I I hit record and then it was like, oh, you need the the host permission to record. So I was like, cool. I was like, Josh, listen, we're going to start recording now. Is that all right? He was like, yeah, cool. No worries. So we had our conversations, bit dodge because the internet connection up in the office is not the best, right? That's, that's my problem. But Anyway, but when the call was over, I was like, listen, it, you know the way Zoom needs the host permission? I was like, Grant, listen, just send me over the audio you have and um, I'll splice it together and we'll be fine. And he was like, oh, that would have been a great idea to record. And I was like, phenomenal. So uh, I felt like a Momo going into work the next day being like, oh, I didn't get this done. And I really wanted to. So that's neither here nor there. What I do want to talk about is Christmas, right? Uh, actually, <laughs> before I talk about Christmas... I also want to talk about the fact that coming up, like, throughout the year, right, we've seen all of these news cycles go on, and it's been, well, over this side anyway, it's been coronavirus, it's been lockdowns, it's been quarantines, it's been what's going on in Italy and all over the world, and how how, how much shit we're in, essentially. And just, just to, I want a piece of news to get out there that I saw today that uh, like it should be it should be bro- like how do we not know about this right there is a nuclear bomb shelter in limerick city okay there's a nuclear bomb shelter in limerick city and no one knew about it it's being demolished right which i think is wrong anyway it should be like stand the test of time and like let the people of limerick city repopulate 
Ireland when the nuclear fallout happens, right? By all means. But like, how, how do we not know about this? Why has this not been on the news? You know what I mean? What? How do we have a nuclear? Why? Why does Limerick have one? Why don't we have one? Why doesn't Dublin have one? Why doesn't Cavan have one? You know, like what? What's so good? <laughs> not to be bad about the Limerick people, but what's so good about Limerick City? You know, I get it, they have Blind Boy, but this was made in like 1980 before he was even thought of. So relax, all right. Like, why do you need a fallout shelter anyway? It's being demolished, and there's like a 200 million euro project going up for apartments, or whatever. Personally. I'd much rather keep the nuclear fallout shelter. I think that's a really cool idea. Uh, I know we're a neutral country and all that, but you know, there could be another dev coming along to snake the whole country, and then then where would we be? What happened? What happened if Chernobyl was here? You know, so that's what I'm thinking about. Why didn't that make the news? You know, um, but yeah, let's let's hope that we don't fall back to the point of Ireland need to being repopulated by uh, people from Limerick again. No offense to my Limerick listeners. That's Limerick City. Just that accent. Uh, I'm sure it's phenomenal. I'm sure. I'm sure it's great. I'm sure people love it. Anyway, it could hold thirty people as well. They're spending two hundred. Uh, anyway, not important. You don't want to hear about that. You want to hear about happy things and Christmas. Um, but like I said, the news is mainly just you know coronavirus, and you better not like the or, the advice that RT is giving is just so nonsensical. It's like you better not touch the same gravy boat. What? In what universe am I going to someone's house to break bread, share food, and I'm not touching the same gravy pot? Well, no, I personally, I wouldn't touch the gravy pot. I don't like gravy. But, like, the idea that I have to sit with, like, my mom, my dad at my granny's house and we should be separated from everyone else, it's just absolute nonsense. Like, come on. Like, we need a Christmas. We need to be close to people. <laughs> it's the end of the year. We've done everything else. We've we've quarantined. We've isolated. We've been on lockdown. We haven't been out of our houses. We have, sorry, we've been in our two-kilometer radius, which mainly consists of, if we're lucky, our houses and the shops, right? What more do you want us to do? You know, I'm sorry, but the idea that I'm not going to hug my granny is preposterous. Don't, don't, don't dictate that to me. I can, I'm going to hug whoever I want to hug. Whoever is willing to have a hug for me this year. If you see me in the street, if you see me in Graven Street, come up and say, hey, listen, can I have a hug? I'll be like 100% brother or sister. Anytime. Anytime. I just, I just don't get it. Right. I'm sure all of you are like that as well. Like, I'm sure there's some of you as well that kind of understand and can empathize and sympathize with where the government are coming from, which is fine. Right. I'm not saying we should go and just, you know, wreak havoc on the place. I get that there's a pandemic going on and I get that people are afraid of the disease. But at the end of the day, we need a Christmas, right? We need to be able to pass the the tea around. We need to be able to pull pines for each other and hand people the pines physically. Like if you're going to get a drink, no one says to you, like there's no one at the bar saying, oh, the barman shouldn't hand you a drink. Like what? Why are you going to dictate to me that my family can't touch the same plate that I touch? You think I, I can cook the food? No. <laughs> my mom is going to make the, the trifle as per usual uh, and I'm going to enjoy it and like she's going to cut it right she's going to make it she, it's going to be her hands like at what point does the science become at what point can you reduce the science to that it becomes nonsensical like to what point to what degree do you have to go down like what how many levels are removed to go down to say that oh you know what this actually makes sense like you can't touch anything like we, we you're essentially saying that it's like don't touch anything go to, like you're allowed to go to someone's house just try not to breathe the same air maybe wear a mask if you're in, like it, it's just nonsensical i'm not impressed okay i'm sure you're not impressed either but like i just i don't i don't see the point really like i don't see how the science backs that up in any way shape or form i just i don't feel like a we know enough and b that the advice is coherent enough to the point that the people would be willing to follow it wholeheartedly because I think that's what we're missing at the minute, you know? But anyway, like I said, um, yeah, listen, 
I'd I'd love to get in into politics and get onto the news and you know if it's good enough for Kira Kelly it's good enough for me but I just I wouldn't like to have the kind of criticism thrown at me that politicians and news people have nowadays like if you're a public figure you're in the public eye and if you have to be held to the level of scrutiny to which these people are held like it's not good for your health it's not good for your ego full thing if if people love you and people agree with you all the time either but it just it can be good in the long term you know and that i just would hate that i'd hate to have people like run through my tweets of 2009 and realize that like what the fuck is he saying you know because again when whenever i first got a phone i'm sure i like joined every social network like if you look at my tweets from even two years ago even i have no idea what i was on about like what <laughs> you know what i mean it was just espousing pure nonsense which is kind of what i'm doing right now but like you know it's now so i feel like i know more i don't but i feel like i do you know um but yeah christmas it's it's gonna be an interesting one for the whole run-up i've been saying that everyone needs a christmas i feel like we really really need a christmas we need something to let us know that everyone's together in this and i know like oh together but apart but no, no no we need to be together we need to have our traditions right i i love traditions i love like the rituals of christmas i love waking up i know i know exactly how my christmas is gonna go right i'm gonna wake up um i might go for a swim with my friends um i will go to my my presents unwrap my presents give my presents uh, go down to my granny's house to give the presents for like my dad's side of the family and then I'll go back home we'll get my mom who's finished off the trifle and then go down to my mom's mom's house so my nana's house right and then we'll have dinner there and then later on in the evening we'll go back up to my my granny's house which is my dad's mom and then we'll spend the rest of the night with that side of the family and then after that I'll probably go to Maeve's and whatever and like spend some time with her family and like I know I know how it's gonna go and I enjoy that I really really look forward to it you know and I just think we need that this year. It's it's been a rough year, right? And I get it. I get Christmas time can be a rough time, especially if you've lost someone or if, you know, you're out of the job and you can't put food on the table, let alone presents, you know? Uh, so my heart really does go out to all those people, which is why, like, it's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about the economy opening back up to the degree that it can um, and to the degree that it's safe to. But to give to give you some kind of perspective on this I'll I'll share some some stories some emotional stories but no no some some good stories um so i think yeah 2013 it was running up to christmas and my granddad had been sick right so he had pneumonia and just a lot of lung problems he, he smoked like like anything you know what i mean uh like a chimney they'd say and He'd been in and out of hospital. He just had some really bad problems that were starting to develop. Now, in fairness to him, when he went to the doctor originally, the doctor was like, you know, Norman, you're going to have to stop smoking. He was like, yeah, grand. Like next day, just cold turkey, done. So maybe that's where I get it from. You know what I mean? Because if I say something, I have to go through it. Like my stubbornness carries me through so much. But yeah, he like quit them. But like obviously he still had issues and stuff. So I remember he was in Piedmont Hospital, which is kind of like a rehab hospital for people with what would be perceived as terminal illnesses, but they can recover from, if that makes sense. At least I think that's what it's for. But it was like this farm in the middle of nowhere. It was like a house um, surrounded by grass, surrounded by horses on, on a farm. There was two horses there, which I like aptly named uh, Clip Clop and Flip Flop. Um, that should give you some insight into my creative genius. But anyway, I remember there was a few days where it was like early mornings in school and I'd be called from school and like I'd get in my dad's car and we would speed up to that place because like 
you know, we just got a call saying that this could be it, you know? And when we got there, more often than not, he was sitting up having like a cup of tea or something. And they were like, oh, he's actually fine. So we don't know what happened. He just like came back too. So we were like, okay, cool. No worries. And um, one time this happened. And I was uh, I was told my uncle Graham would come and get me because my mom was already up and my dad was obviously in work. So I was waiting on Graham in, in the reception of my school. And he comes and picks me up. And like, he's like, he calls everyone like bro and Dutch. So he's like, listen, Dutch, uh, we're going to go back to your nana's gaff. I need to get my phone charger. And then we're going to go up to the hospital already. And I was like, yeah, yeah, no worries. Cool. This is uh, in 2013. So I'm like, I'm in third year. I'm like, grand, I could do without those extra four classes of homework. So we're, we're going up and we're outside Bananas house. And he runs in to get his phone charger. So I was sitting there and it's been about like 20 minutes. I'm like, Graham, come on. Like, I, I know you know you can't be without your phone but like we should probably go up to make sure everything's okay because we don't know what's going on and then he comes out and he was like oh yeah sorry bro uh back now let's let's go so anyway we drive up and this is december 3rd 2013 because his birthday was december 5th right and when we get there it was kind of weird because i was like antsy to get there like as you would be in that situation you know and And I've never heard such a noise come from my mom. It was just, as soon as we got there, she just let out this, and and she came out, she just let out this wail. And I knew, like, I knew that that was it, you know, like, and she's like, you know, hugged me and said, like, he's gone, you know, and then he was buried on his birthday. And I was having this conversation with my mom when I was trying to think of stuff to like you know, talk about. And I was like, I, I know that everyone at the minute is trying to hammer home on like the meaning of Christmas. And like, that's what every ad is about now. Everything you see on TV is like, um, oh, is he coming? Is he coming? And you're like, oh, Santa. Yeah, of course Santa's coming. You know what I mean? And then it's like turned out to be his granddad. And he was like, granddaddy came. And it's like, yeah, I get that that's the meaning of Christmas. But it's not, it's not, it's often not that nice for people, you know? And anyway, I think he was buried on his birthday. I could be wrong on that front, but very close to anyway. Um, so it's not easy. And I think there is, it's worth acknowledging the spirit of Christmas. And I don't mean like, oh, the spirit of Christmas, like the Holy Ghost or whatever. I mean, when when Christmas comes around and you're a kid, you look forward to the presents and you look forward to getting these things like the, the PlayStation or... Um, what did I, what, what did I get? I used to get like loads of toys. I used to get loads of toys. I was, I was very, very spoiled as a, as a lucky only child. So yeah, I used to get bikes and Playstations and everything new and it was phenomenal. And then like, obviously, um, I got murked by the financial crisis, but yeah, I was really lucky growing up. And then, but it's almost in those years when you hit like 12 <laughs> 11 or 12 whenever you find out that santa isn't real i remember i was sitting in the back of my my mom's car with my cousin and my aunt and my cousin just like he's a year and two days old than me so he just kind of leaned into me he's like ryan i was like yeah adam what and he goes do you, do you want to know something and this is like coming up to christmas again and i was like yeah sure uh he just goes do you know what i hold in school and i was like no adam what is it and he goes santa isn't real <laughs> i just kind of looked and i was like wow and then, like I said to my, I was like, "Mom, 
Adam said that Santa isn't real. And I'm pretty sure, like, my mom and his mom turned around and was like, Adam, what the fuck? Um, so, yeah, that's that's how I found out Santa wasn't real. But, again, it didn't really affect me that much, you know? But then, like, as you get to, like, you know, your your um, the years in which you develop the most, you're, you're kind of left wondering what what's the point. Like, if you... I'm sure all of us do, right? Like, if you're brought up in... Like, I was brought up Catholic. So, when we went to school... Or when we went to school... It was a Catholic school. So everything around me was like, you know, enforced by Catholicism. Like we had that much base and, you know, we did the the plays where you'd play like Three Wise Men. I had the towel over my head, you know, looking like I was drinking oil. And um, yeah, I'm mean, like that, that was kind of the culture I grew up with. But then you get to a point where you start to question everything. And I'm not saying this is a bad thing at all. It's a good thing. We should question everything. But we, we like, I question religion, obviously. Um, and I think I've talked about that before. Yeah. And it's kind of like, I know, I know what this represents. I know it's supposed to be the birth of Christ and all this kind of thing. Somehow mixed in with the idea of St. Nicholas and uh, a pagan festival that was merged to suit the Catholics because, you know, there was too much of a discrepancy between the celebrations. But there comes a point when you kind of wonder where, does it go beyond the material presence? And like the presence, I mean, like, you know, the material, the good, the 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 things we get to play with on Christmas Day. Like, does it go beyond that? And then you can kind of get into a rut, or at least I think I did, when when I was in, like, you know, those um those developmental years, like, from, like, 13, I'd say to... I'd even say to, like, recently, to, like, 18, 19. And I think it's just kind of the, like, whatever about my own life that probably led me into that. But you kind of lose sight of what it actually means, don't you? You, you lose the fact that it's like, oh, you know, Christmas, although it can be about, you know, Jesus being born arguably on the 25th um, or Santa Claus or whatever, you lose that kind of magic and you lose the Christmas spirit as such. But I think the sooner you can get back to the idea of the Christmas spirit being about the the, the ritual and the togetherness of a family, right? Because that's what it is about. It's about being with the people you love, whoever they are. The people who are the best in your life. If you want to want to not use the word love. Like those people that look out for you the most and those people that you would do anything for. Right? And who you hope would reciprocate in that situation. They do the same for you. Like you want that to be the spirit of Christmas. Once you start to realize that it's about people as opposed to being about getting things and it's about giving. And it really is though. Like it's it feels good to give. Like when you get someone a present and it's a personal present and you can kind of see in their face that you've you've hit the nail on the head with what you want to get them. It's such a good feeling. Like, there's nothing that beats that. And, like, fair enough, you can say you can get things. But, like, you get things and you habituate to them. There's nothing, like, in the moment giving someone something that you know that, ha- like, it's, it's it's brought some light into their day, into their life even. And, like, there's nothing better than that. Like, I got my dad this, um, you know, I don't know how everyone is with their, like, their parents and stuff. I'm buying them gifts. But for my dad's birthday in September, like, my dad loves planes, right? Like, he would sit down and if he's not watching sport... He's watching National Geographic and Aircraft Investigation and Seconds from Disaster. And it's probably from my granddad being in the RIF. But my dad has a fascination with planes. So for his birthday, I bought him a voucher to use like a simulator, like a plane simulator. And like he loved that. And I knew like, like when I was buying it, I was like, this is this is the right, this is the the one present. This like I've done I've re- done really good this year. And then he got it and like he was delighted, you know? And I, I, I could feel that from him. I feel like I did a good job in getting him a present and he was happy with it. And, like, that made me feel good. It made me feel good to give. And, like, 
you can get into a philosophical conversation about is it like is it really like you know purely altruistic to give someone a gift if it's going to make you feel good is that not just impure altruism and that's the you know economy side of things that's the behavioral economics part but it feels good to give and i think we know that and whatever you want to say about the universe and however it pays you back there's a, a karmic energy that comes with that you know like it makes you feel good and if you can make someone else feel good and you feel good then it's a it's a win-win you know but i think the sooner you get back to that idea around christmas the sooner you can get back to okay it's been a year i want to spend time with my family and make sure that they know that they're recognized and show them not how much they're worth by the value of the good but show them that they're in my thoughts and i want them to have something that i think will brighten their life like that, that that is essentially the christmas spirit and then you can you have this period of time where you get to sit down with them you get to have food with them and you know it's if it's people you haven't seen in years or like i have like a part of my family that i don't really see up until christmas you know and i look forward to seeing them because like it's it's good it's it's nice to have these conversations that you, you and catch up that you wouldn't otherwise have had and the opportunities you have to catch up that you other wouldn't you wouldn't have had otherwise like it makes such a difference so yeah i wish that i had gotten to see that kind of side of things sooner i wish i wasn't so like oh what's the point of presents you know like i know i'm getting things for like why why should you spend money on me and then like it, it's very easy to be nihilistic in, in those kind of like um developmental years you know but I think you need to find that balance between w- w- the view you establish of the world and how you have and celebrate your Christmas. Because at the end of the day, it, like I know they're pushing on it so much about like the real meaning of Christmas, time with family, and it's like a Vodafone ad or something. But like th- it is what it's about, you know. And the more we can see that this year, the more we kind of forget it, forget about the material things, forget about whatever. Just spend time with the people you love, because that's what, that's what we should be doing, right? And then um again i get that it's difficult and i'll give you another one so um i'm i'm too young i'm too young no i was too young to kind of process all this at the time but december into january just tends to be like a, a tumultuous time in uh in my family's kind of um history so on new year's eve the general practice before I was uh, of age to drink, was that we'd go down to my granny's and, you know, have drinks and let off fireworks. And it would, it's, it's really cool. Like, it's fun. It's a, I look forward to these things every year. And anyway, then the story that happens on New Year's Day is that we all meet my granny's after mass and have like a big, there's a big breakfast layout and it's phenomenal. It's great crack. The food is good. It's, it's just, it's one of those things that you look forward to, right? It's, kind of signifying that like this is still a part of that thing that goes on from the like 23rd of december up until like the 8th of january it's like that that christmas period so one year when i was young like i said um i'm 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 very foggy in these details because again i was really young but i remember being left with my aunt and my cousins and i was kind of like what's going on and my mom wouldn't tell me my dad wouldn't tell me so I was like, what, what are we, what are we doing here? <laughs> why, why am I here? I'm, I'm supposed to be up having breakfast in, in Granny's house. And what had happened was my dad's dad, and this is before 2013, this is like predating this, had fallen in the stairs and he was in hospital. And again, my, my like, um, there's people who know the story better than me. I'm just trying to recall it here. And so I was left with my aunt and my cousins 
and we like I, I can't really remember what happened but i can give you the gist is that my dad went to see my granddad in hospital and when he was in the hospital he took a heart attack and and died on new year's day and coming back to the idea of the sounds i the only time i've seen my dad cry is when he read out the eulogy at his dad's funeral so i get that christmas can be hard for families like i really really do and i'm very fortunate that i still have two grandparents on that front and it's it's really about that <laughs> not about people dying on new year's day or, or near christmas it's about being with family and recognizing that you're very lucky if you have anyone that you can spend christmas with and i know it's been hard this year and i really get that but yeah you can't you can't just spend all of your time looking back and saying being overcautious for the sake of something that's going to pass like what if what if this is the last year to do it you know what i mean like <laughs> you know i just i think about that like what if this is the last year that some people are going to be here how how could you not take this opportunity to be with the people you love at this time of year if you're if you're privileged enough to have made it through it so far and i say privileged enough loosely i mean like i'm maybe it's ignorant of me i'm not too worried about getting covered right I'm just not. I, I wish I'd ha- already gotten it and kicked it so I could not have to get a vaccine and also could just like, you know, live my life on a, on a nice even keel and just be like, yeah, grand antibodies, come and get me. But yeah, Christmas needs to be more about the people around you than anything else. And I like, I, I feel like we're going to go into lockdown after after Christmas in, in probably like late January. But that said, I feel like if if we do, and if it's as severe as the one we went into at the start of the year, then we need to kind of look forward and say, okay, I'm, I'm in this now. I know I know how to deal with it. I know where it's going to go. What can I do? What can I set myself? What kind of resolution, if you want, can you set yourself that you can actually achieve? And like during the last lockdown, for an example, I knew that the, I didn't know, but I was kicked out of the gym. Um, I remember being kicked out of the gym. It was after work and I just went to the gym. I was doing bits, whatever, obviously lifting massive weights. And an announcement came over the, the intercom. It was like, attention members, uh, due to the coronavirus, we'll be closing in 20 minutes. Uh, finish up your workouts now. And I was like, uh, what? So I asked your man when I was leaving, I was like, listen, do you know when you're going to be back open? He was like, well, we will actually be closed for the foreseeable future, mate. So, uh, you know, like, we'll let you know. And lo and behold, they didn't open for another few months. But um, there's only so much you can do in that situation. So I took up running as like an outlet because like if you've ever tried to do a home workout, they're not the one. They're, they're not the move, right? Running and if you can do home workouts, by all means, like you're a stronger person than I am. But it wasn't the move for me. And I started to run. And then like from not from hating running, mm, I've kind of, I've kind of like grown fond of it now, but from that to like running almost every day, like 18 kilometers or I started off at like two, (laughs) I started off doing like two kilometers a day and then worked my way up to five and then from five to seven, seven to 10, like 10 to 13, 13 to 16. And then, um, I kept it 16. And then when I went back after like the gyms had opened and then we went into another lockdown, uh, the first run I did was like 17. It's like, oh, phenomenal. I'm, I'm an animal. But 
it's the time to take up something and do something and keep yourself busy like i work i'm, I'm back working in the office that i work in um and like that's fortunate enough for me like i can get to interact with people if the even if the rules are gestapo-esque right which they are they're like it's the same thing i was talking about earlier on it's like at what point do you have to get to the lower level resolution or the highest level of resolution of this rule to determine that it makes no difference what i do like realistically if i'm allowed to take my mask off well when i'm eating and I'm still allowed to be around the people around me, but yet I'll get given out to if I don't have my mask on whilst in the same vicinity with the same people who also at some point will have to take their mask off. What difference does it make, right? What what difference does it make? But apparently it makes a difference. So what I'm trying to say is when, if and when this new lockdown comes into place, have something that you can do, something that you can work on, a project that you can start. Because like, if you look at me, I'm like, I didn't really have much to strive for and i don't mean that in a bad way or in an nihilistic way i mean like i wasn't i wasn't thinking of doing a lot during lockdown but i i i made moves i did things i started a podcast or at least i had the idea to start a podcast and then like i just kind of drove home and removed all of the excuses that i could around myself be it like not not having the right equipment or not having a camera using my phone um like i, I just i just try to remove as many excuses as i could because at the end of the day, if I'm sitting down and I have more time to contemplate the catastrophe that is the world through, you know, the news, then I, I, I'm i going to have a tumultuous, say, mindset and my head is not going to be right and I'm not going to be happy and there's things that shouldn't weigh on me that would weigh on me and take a toll and I'm just not about that and I don't think you should be about that either. So going into 2021, we can, <laughs> let's hope that it becomes more normal than we've been used to over the past few months. And I really hope that. But try and have something to strive for because it makes a huge difference. And if you can progress in something and start something new, you might just find like a new passion and more power to you if you do. If you have something that you're thinking of working on, go balls to wall. Like do it, right? If you have resolutions that you want to get done that you've never felt like you've had a chance to do before, get it done. Set out a plan get it done because you can and now is the time to do it when you're in your house and you know if you can't go to college can't go to work you're working from home like it it's not and this is not to fly in the face of it, all of the suffering that we've all been through over the past year but like i'm I'm saying it's not that bad because that's how i kind of see it like I, I have to make the most of it because if i don't the alternative is a lot lot worse and i don't want it to be that way i don't want it to be the way for you and i don't want it to be that way for me right so it's not me being harsh and saying like oh like it's fine like just locked it and get used to it it's me saying okay we have this situation and there's there's i'm going to create a false dichotomy and say there's only one of two ways we can act we can either see it as the worst thing in the world or we can see it as an opportunity to start something new and for growth and personally i'll i'll be here all the time you can find me over here and i want that to be in the new year for you guys and hopefully in the new year i'll also have some more podcasts coming out with uh, real people beside me which would be a lot a lot nicer if i can you know record these and have someone beside me so it doesn't sound like i'm trying to ramble on for for however long i've been going now you know but yeah i wanted to come on because i feel <laughs> in the weirdest way i feel like i owe it to you guys and i owe it to myself as well because again like i don't like missing two things in a row and i just want to say a big big thank you for tuning in if you have if you liked it if you shared it if you told someone about it it really really means a lot to me and i always i never really thought of myself as being creative like i knew i could talk a lot or talk about different things in such a way that people resonated with them um 
but not to this degree not 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 at this length and in this format and I'm, I'm really happy that this has worked out and that i started it and that you know that i'm here that i'm doing it so thank you and in case it needs saying i wish you and yours a very happy christmas well sorry a very merry christmas and a very happy new year i really hope that 2021 uh is the one and that it's uh it doesn't have to do a lot or it doesn't have to be a lot to be better than what we've had the past year. But I've had some good times this year, as I'm sure you've had too. So thank you very much for tuning in. Again, a very Merry Christmas to all of you. Stay safe. Uh, don't maybe drink too much. I don't know. Test your limits this year and look after yourself. And if you can, someone else. And I will catch you on the flip side. Thanks for tuning, tuning in, guys. Bye.